Rebound, score! Paul Connor follows the puck off the iron, puts it into the goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano. Two on one for Vegas. Marcia so on the left. Will Smith got it to him. He scores! Nicholas Wong! is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace out at the Underground Lounge inside the Oil Hotel and Casino. Darren Millard coming to you from a... A hotel room in Minnesota. And Chris Chabin's back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... As we sit back and absorb last night in Nashville, uh, was that ever a strong performance? We'll get into the details of that 5-1 victory by the Vegas Golden Knights as they continue to rack up the victories on Dad's trips. Uh, one more game on this 2022-23 Dad's trip uh, as the St. Paul uh XL Energy Center will host the Minnesota Wild and the Vegas Golden Knights uh, tomorrow night. We've got some interesting news from around the National Hockey League in our one-timers. And we've got the good doctor of uh, the Neuropathy Pain Center is coming by. And uh, won't be Dr. Odell today, but we are going to uh, discuss a, a little bit of uh, happenings in and around uh, your health and what you can do to uh, make life a little bit easier for you. But uh, from the OYO to the St. Paul Hotel, we are discussing the Vegas Golden Knights and relief. Is, is that a way to describe it or was it uh, just a plain old impressive last night? Um, I think it was one of their better performances of the night uh, of the season, right? I think the Golden Knights were, were certainly fair value throughout uh, every period, really. And, and to me, I, relief is probably a word that I think a lot of fans are going to use after the performance last night. But more than anything, it was nice to see the the process rewarded because that that game was was really well played by the golden knights and they deserved the win and they got the win well defensively you can see this coming if you look back at uh, some of the underlying stats from the road trip in new york uh, between uh, the new jersey devils game where they had an advantage late in that contest and uh, were uh, nipped in overtime and then the the rangers game you saw some progress in that one the islanders game uh getting that one uh deep and and being able to pull out a single point so there's indicators there you hope that you're able to push that across and get it to a better place and that's exactly what happened last night it uh, was a very good opening period despite allowing the first goal in the game it wasn't like there was a balanced attack going they were trading chances uh nashville just uh, plain old uh, capitalized on on a great opportunity but vegas was full marks for that uh performance last night uh, offensively defensively uh, i thought it was a clean game and uh one of the the best performances that we've seen in a couple of months mm-hmm. yeah for sure i i again i, I think you know, for the Golden Knights, you were you were hoping that a, a game like that would happen for them. It did, um, and I, I think now you just you want to roll that right into what you're going to do tomorrow night in in uh, St. Paul against uh, a Minnesota Wild team. You, you've got to be able to to continue 
to to build upon what you were able to do and, and the type of game that you were able to play in Nashville, and I think the Golden Knights are going to be able to do that. Well, last time you saw something like this, comparable, uh, I thought last night was better than the Washington game yeah. at home that, uh, that uh, sent Vegas out on this six-game road trip that has stretched uh, uh, bookending the NHL All-Star break in the bye week. Uh, they weren't able to capitalize on that and follow it up with the next night uh, against the uh, Arizona Coyotes at Mullet Arena. Uh, and take a step back and you try and make little increments and uh, you, you were able to build on it. But uh, you didn't see that massive breakthrough. Is last night the type of game where you could see a massive breakthrough? Yes. Uh, why do I say that? Well, one, you're much healthier uh, you have three different players back in the lineup uh, that weren't in the lineup when Vegas went out on this road trip in Brett Howden, which uh, uh, has really uh, allowed them to do some different things up front. And then a couple of defensemen are, are back in the pool, in the likes of Shea Theodore and Zach Whitecloud. And that takes you to the starting six defensemen uh, that they uh, would like to be able to play on a nightly basis. And we're able to play uh, from game two until game 23 consecutively this year and was part of that uh, massive run that, that Vegas went on through the first 15 games of the season and were 13-2. and two. Uh, I think the stability in that back end uh, maybe it was some coincidence uh, that they, they were able to put it all together last night, but I think there was a, a s- sensational uh, implication and influence uh, from that, uh, that back end that, uh, that solidified and gave you the confidence to be able to do some different things up front. We talked about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Would it translate? And, and it certainly did with five unanswered goals. Yeah, they were they were great. Like the the Golden Knights on on the blue line were fantastic last night. I, I think, you know, just the poise and the the familiarity that you have, right, with with Nick Hague and Zach Whitecloud back together again. Um, we know how good that pair has been for the Golden Knights over the course of this season when they're healthy and in the lineup. And I think that you just saw more ease in their own zone, and and there weren't a ton of like extended plays where the Golden Knights were hemmed in and. You know, when you when you have the ability to get out of your own zone relatively quickly and easily, then you have more energy offensively. And I thought the Golden Knights offensively had some really dangerous looks last night too. Well, I don't want to take anything away from Aiden Hill because on a percentage basis, the shots that he faced last night, a large majority were really good opportunities mm-hmm. for Nashville. Yeah, uh, this wasn't one where you faced 17 shots and 14 of them were from the blue line. Uh, he had to come up uh, with some big saves and made sure that uh, that he made that a no doubter last night. And I'll get into the importance of of that in just a little bit. But the the impressive part was uh, they give up uh, four shots in the first period, yeah, two shots in the second period. And and we're flirting with the with the season record uh, for shots allowed of opportunities on a power play for Nashville in, in the final uh, ten minutes uh, of that game. But it, just the defensive performance and and the just control of that game. There was no chasing, even when they were down one nothing. There was no chasing of that game, and they were able to put everything into uh, being able to generate some chances. And if not for UC Soros. Mm-hmm. That, that that game is a laugher. It's not just a great 5-1 win. It is a complete uh, outlandish, one of those wild once-in-a-year type games. 
uh, because Saros made about six great, great eight stops on the Vegas Golden Knights. And, and I'm not uh, uh, just uh, high on life right now in, in saying that they, they could have pushed double digits if not for the Nashville goaltender. Vegas was that good. Yeah, UC Soros was really good, uh, and the Golden Knights, uh, you know, you hit a couple of posts. You, you kind of always kind of keep those in the back of your mind. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think that the Golden Knights played a, a very complete 60-minute uh, game last night against the Nashville Predators, and, uh, you know, it was interesting. You mentioned not chasing the game. That's that's the benefit, right, of kind of simplifying getting that goal right back just about 90 seconds after the Nashville Predators score. I thought the Golden Knights had a couple of really good shifts before that goal, and then they follow it up with uh, with the misfits of Michael Amadio, and, and you, you get that equalizer, and then you got Will Carrier making a play, and all of a sudden, within two minutes, you go from trailing to leading, and the Golden Knights just never really looked back. What I loved about uh, the the response from falling behind one to nothing, and mm-hmm. it's again they they've allowed the first goal far too often lately, and that's still a, a work in progress that they're going to have to figure out again. Early goals against, not just the first goal against, but early goals against. But uh, the when Nashville took the one nothing lead, uh, it was their second shot of the game, uh, and Vegas had six, and mm-hmm. it was. It was all Vegas, and the Amadio, uh, Carlson, and Smith line had been dominant yeah. in their first two shifts of the game. So Amadio coming back and scoring and tying the game wasn't just out of left field. They were already feeling it and 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 really good. So uh, I think that's something that uh, that everybody has to be uh, aware of and, and really confident in is what the one-off was the Nashville goal. Yeah. wasn't uh, wasn't the the tying goal uh, just uh, shortly after uh, the the opening of the of the scoring by the Nashville Predators and then you then you figure in this new line and you know, we spent a lot of time discussing William Carrier and Phil Kessel and Chandler Stevenson and why this works and the potential of it being something that uh, Bruce Cassidy can lean on for a, a longer stretch and and he's gone through what he likes uh, about the line and and how it's came to be and, and really Brett Howden being back in the lineup has uh, freed up uh, Bruce Cassidy to be able to put these three players together but they come from such different areas of the lineup this year uh, William Carrier on that energy line Kessel on the third line which has failed to get uh, any traction and Chandler Stevenson has been uh, at times your number one center uh, mm-hmm. on this team or riding shotgun with your best player uh, offensive player in, in Jack Eichel but it for some reason it, it works uh, they've got some chemistry and they all had two points last night uh, and they all managed to score a goal and they did it in different fashion like Carrier's goal was a Kessel type goal mm-hmm. or a Chandler Stevenson type goal. Mm-hmm. A Kessel's goal was a William Carrier type yeah. goal where yeah. you go to the net and you pick up the rebound. And uh, I just was really impressed how they were able to generate the offense in different ways and creating a new identity for themselves. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I love the way that they played last night. I, I love the fact that Phil Kessel scores a goal that would be reminiscent of what you get out of Will Carrier, going yeah. hard to the front of the net and making sure that you're following that play up. Um, and, and Will Carrier just continues to be an absolute breath of fresh air for this Golden Knights team. He's been at every uh, every step of the way all season long. He just continues to to find ways to be impactful for this hockey club. And I, I've really enjoyed uh, the the 
the the difference on this line, the different types of players on this line, but it just does it really does feel like it's starting to, to, to gel and mesh and you're getting the best version of Phil Kessel that you've seen as a Golden Knight and you know if you can maximize that player and maybe maximize this line right now uh, it, it gives you a little bit more optimism that the secondary scoring, tertiary scoring is going to be there for the Golden Knights. Uh, William Carrier has gone through another growth spurt. At the start of the year, the offense was welcomed, but was not expected. And as he continued to pile up the goals and then got into career year type territory, you started to wonder, where is this going to go? Well, Bruce Cassidy has directed this by putting him with Phil Kessel and Chandler Stevenson. So it's not just welcomed, but there is a positioning of William Carrier where he is playing with a couple of players where there is a expectation that you're going to going to generate chances and you're going to create offense and this is a new level of uh, expectations and and just evolution for William Carrier as a hockey player it, it sure is and you know whether or not it's it's something that you're going to expect year after year that that's for that's for the future to come well, if he's going to play with Kessel or Stevenson then then yeah it is year over year and at the start of the year you would not necessarily have said we're putting uh William Carrier with Chandler Stevenson and and Phil Kessel but he's played his way into that position to be able to uh given a chance at it and he was great in the New York road trip, mm-hmm. and yeah. he was incredible again last night. So can we can we look at this and say this is who Will Carrier is? Uh, Alongside Chandler Stevenson point, and Phil Kessel? Like, is this the, the, is this the player, the, the height of his power, Will Carrier, is, you know, a player that we, we can reasonably say 17, 18 goals a year? At this point, yeah. I would say, yeah, that's a real possibility at the start of the year i would have said he's a guy that gets a lot of chances yeah can create some energy can change the flow of a game and the momentum of a game and he'll put the odd one in and he'll get on a hot streak but the way he's playing now with the players that he's playing and that's a big difference and nothing against those that he's suited up with uh, on that energy line in the past but we're talking your team's leading point producer in Chandler yeah. Stevenson. You're yeah. talking about a uh, future Hall of Famer and a 400-goal guy in, in Phil Kessel. Uh, these are players that uh, are expected to produce points. Now, it hasn't happened uh, in the first 40 games for Phil Kessel, uh, but I think you're, you're starting to see some people read off him, or he's found his game, uh, certainly getting closer to a, a top-six type player uh, that that we've uh, that he's been in the past. So yeah, if if, if you're putting 17, 18 goals uh, on the expectations of of Will Carrier, uh, if he's going to play with these players, those are the type of numbers that he would have to produce to stay in that spot. And there's nothing right now that says he can't stay in that spot based on the opportunities. Like his last two games, Ryan. Uh, was uh, so influential 
and noticeable uh, against the New York Islanders to the point that he was getting ice time in overtime in three on three, which I don't know how much that has happened before. And then the breakaway speed drew a penalty shot. He he wanted to decline it and take the penalty, uh, <laughs> but he still had, had 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 the penalty shot. And last night had multiple breakaways and has a two point night and scores on one of them. And yeah. and uh, the second one it leads to a, a rebound goal by Phil Kessel. It he, I don't think he's uh, the the top playmaker on that team. Chandler Stevenson is still your center iceman. He's the center iceman is still the the linchpin of of a line. Uh, in in my belief uh, of, of how things are structured, but boy oh boy, when 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 you look at the uh, the playmaking skill of Phil Kessel, and then the just flat out speed, and now the confidence to finish those plays by Will Carrier, you've got the makings uh, of a line. And I I know one thing for sure is there's a uh, uh, some some real appreciation of Will Carrier's game. Mm-hmm from head coach Bruce Cassidy. He, he's using phrases and terminology when talking about Will Carrier that I haven't heard before, and it's very glowing in his admiration of Carrier as a player, as a man, and, and with his leadership abilities and influence inside that locker room. Yeah. And uh, maybe that's uh, just Bruce coming in from, from the outside and seeing Will blossom like he is right now and being able to put out the points. There's something to that, that goes with that that, that, that gives him the, uh, the confidence to, to speak in, in the terms that, that he has. But uh, there's, there's a significant increase in his um, uh, potential with the, with the head coach, the way he's going right now, he's he's earned that. But Bruce Cassidy has turned around and given that opportunity and doubled down on it with mm-hmm. the with the line of Carrier, Kessel, and Chandler Stevenson. And, and I, I love that for Will Carrier. I, I do because you know from from jump here in Vegas, he has been an absolute spark plug. Right, he's been a guy that you know exactly what you're going to get. Uh, it was big hits. It was furious forecheck. It was all of those things. And you, you always pulled for Carrier to have a season like he's having right now where he finished a higher percentage of the chances that he creates because he does create a lot of really good looks with his speed and his willingness to bring the puck to the front of the net. So the fact that he has worked as hard as he has, he has played the, the right way, doesn't cheat the game at all, and now the pucks are starting to go in for him a little bit. It's just nice to see him kind of hit his stride right now under Bruce Cassidy, who, who, as you mentioned, really does have an affinity for the player. Well, and the the idea of William Carrier finishing those plays is is really what what has has led to this line of yeah. Carrier, Kessel, and Chandler Stevenson, because if if it was what we'd seen in the past, where he generated a lot of chances but was still in the six to eight goal range, well, he's, they're not moving him up. Mm-hmm. Like, good player and very valuable and does a whole bunch of things, but you're not moving him with your top point producer and you're not putting him with uh, a purely skilled player like Phil Kessel. Uh, it's just it's not happening because it's not a fit. You don't put uh, somebody who, who doesn't finish as uh, uh, as much as you hope uh, with those two players. But 
the ability to capitalize on the opportunities that he's had has now allowed Bruce Cassidy to make that uh, that switch and and Kerry has rewarded him uh, with for for that uh, that switch and, and is putting the puck in the net and it, it, it's awesome and and I don't want to take away uh, there's there's a lot to get to from last night but mm-hmm. the 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 line of, of William Carlson and Riley Smith and Michael Amadio was yep. really really good saw some yeah. great things out of Jack Eichel again last night uh, who's just snake bit but had a wide open net and it goes off uh, his stick and then off uh, off his foot and wide and then hit a post and uh, and had some uh, outstanding uh, chances in, just from point blank range and was putting himself in in good spots so I, I saw a lot of really good things last night uh, offensively up front uh, from the from the Vegas Golden Knights it's uh, it, there's a lot of electricity around this team the, the practices going uh, on in this resumption of the road trip had lots of energy dad's in town yeah that's got something to do with it but uh, but they were rejuvenated the reset button worked in this case and they followed through on it last night kind of like the energy uh, where you are right now yeah, absolutely. The Oyo Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Um, the energy here is always top-notch. A lot of it uh, comes from the, the stellar playlist uh, that they have inside the Underground Lounge. But if you are out and about, you want to come see me, I've got UNLV running Rebel tickets to give away. I've also got your opportunity to enter to win Black Crows tickets. I know Darren's a, a big fan of uh, Black Crows, or maybe he is. I don't know. Uh, but then Oyo. One dollar blackjack tables. The only strip, uh, the only casino on the strip that has that. Uh, you've got a, a Thursday Wheel of Fortune slot tournament. Uh, we still got to get Darren involved in a slot tournament. One to three. Yeah. Uh, must be an Oil Rewards member and 21 or older. But it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal thing that they've got here. Um, you, and Darren, you know that I, I said this, you know, two weeks ago when we were down here. But the North America's largest. Hooters restaurant is staring me in the face. I can see it. It is across the hallway. So make sure you get down here, have some chicken wings. It's phenomenal. Every time I'm here in this casino, I love it. And I know Darren can't wait to be back in Vegas so he can do this again with me here at Oyo. So come on down, say hello, put your name in the hopper, Black Rose tickets, and again, UNLV running Rebel tickets. I've got those to give away. Just come down, say hello. I will be here until 6 p.m. I had some buddies in town uh, last week when we were, or two weeks ago when we were in New York. Uh, they were in town. They were over at the uh, at the Hooters uh, and they were at the Oyo and they were playing that one dollar blackjack and yeah. uh, they had a ton of fun. Uh, we'll get to the game rating in just a little bit, uh, as well as news and notes from around the National Hockey League. But uh, today was a day off for the Vegas Golden Knights. No practice, uh, no meet availability, but they were uh, on the ice uh, today as they did some curling at the St. Paul curling club and it was it was great uh ashley vice and and i were were over there uh watching some of the action and they did this uh presentation to the to the players because uh, a lot of them the dads and the players uh had never curled before so you don't want everybody just walking out there without knowing anything uh the rules or uh any of the the method to to play the the, the sport and there's some guys I, I won't say that they weren't excited but it was like okay let's see what this is like i've watched it it's whatever it's not the most exciting sport you guys wouldn't believe how much fun the players and the dads had throwing rocks today at the saint paul curling club it was like nothing you'd 
you'd expect necessarily because everybody's even. You've got mm-hmm. these world-class athletes stepping onto ice, which is their game, uh, but an entirely different matter of, of, of approach physically. And the dads, uh, they're, they're the same as the kids. They hadn't really curdled before, so everybody's on equal footing. And they had a blast out there. And it was so cool to watch uh, the likes of Jack Whitecloud and the smiles and uh, uh, Jack Eichel and Zach Whitecloud uh, were, were on, on different sheets and looking over at each other. And um, you know, William Carrier sweeping. Uh, he was uh, brushing that uh, a couple of rocks right into the into the eight foot. And it, it was just hoots and hollers. Uh, uh, Alec Martinez uh, made made a shot, and it was like uh, uh, I won't compare it to a Stanley Cup winning goal, but <laughs> it was like a playoff goal. The way he was uh, he was pumping his fists and, and and having some fun. It was it was just one of those cool experiences when you yeah. sat back and went. They never never expect something like this, and this is a, a team that uh, uh, it's a team building exercise. They're a really tight group, but watching them go through that was awesome. Yeah, that that sounds great. Um, glad you got to see it to be honest with you and you know I, I think putting fun into your day-to-day is is a good thing especially through the the rigors of an 82 game season and you know for the golden knights having their dads on the trip getting to just get away and, and do something a little bit different at the rink i think is a good thing too and uh i would love to go curling i've never been i want to really experience it one time because I don't think I'm going to be particularly good at it, and I don't want to. I don't want to like try to get better and, and have it be frustrating. Well, I, I'll give the players all the credit in the world. Yeah. But we went out there because I, I I have curled before. I know uh, how to get around the rink. I wouldn't. I'm not very good, uh, certainly. But I, I know the fundamentals of the game. So I was just kind of keeping an eye because uh, you don't want somebody stepping on the wrong thing. And, uh, and and going down. So I was just uh, kind of hanging back. But I ended up playing a, a couple ends with the, the uh, support staff, uh, the trainers and the, the equipment guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had uh, a blast. But I was watching the players who were on the adjacent sheets. And at the start, nobody had a clue what we were doing. Like nobody had a clue what they were doing, uh, throwing rocks or sweeping or, or language or lingo or anything like that. Yeah. Like half an hour in, they'd thrown a couple and and practiced for 15 minutes and then started playing the game. These guys, like, it's no fluke that they're world-class hockey sure. players. Sure. Like, it's, it, there's, there's something in your your bones when you're at a level like that where you can just do it. We, we hear the stories all the time about hockey players being great golfers and they're just naturals at it. But they, like, half an hour in... Like they were really, they, they picked it up really well. They're making some shots, and uh, Ben Hutton made a double raise, double takeout. Uh, I'll explain that uh, I, if anybody no wants idea. to contact me. What I, that, what, no what that what is? But uh, but it's like it's it's an, a crazy great shot, uh-huh. and and the look in his face was was extraordinary. Like well, I, I did that, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> but but the they 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 figured out how to do it in in a very short amount of time, and it it was it was fun to watch but it was also uh sort of revealing as to just how talented they they are naturally as as athletes Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i i think 
elite athletes are just a, a different type of, of human being. And, you know, you, you kind of have spatial awareness and understanding of how your body works. And then you've got hand-eye coordination. Um, I, I think when you're finely tuned and, and you play a game like hockey in general, I, I think that that just kind of translates to so many other sports because of all the things you need to have to be a complete and, and really good elite athlete in that sport. So uh, it doesn't really surprise me that, you know, they were able to kind of pick things up on it, the fly. It, it did me it out. because this is so foreign. You're, you're standing in shoes on the ice. And uh, one player said to me, I'd rather be on skates out here. Uh, yeah, 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 because that that's the thing. But then you put on uh, something that's going to make it even more slippery. Uh, and, and you're going to throw this uh, 40 pounds of granite down the ice and try to make a curve. I think it's... They, how does that work? And and 25 minutes in, they figured it out, and, and they're, they're doing it, and they're having fun, and they've, they've got uh, like some, some structure to it. Uh, it was great. I will say, though, Jack and Shea Theater, I don't know who else was on their team, uh-huh. their rank, uh, in curling terminology, but Jack Eichel and Shea Theodore were, were part of one team, and they played their dads. Yeah. And the dads beat the kids, <laughs> the players. And it didn't go over very well to yeah. the point where I heard, well, they've got 400 years of experience. And one dad replied, <laughs> not curling. We've all got the same amount of experience <laughs> curling, even though we are much older but yeah. uh but there is some uh, a couple of fun little petty uh uh excuses being thrown around as the dads beat the players in in, in one of the, the 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 games that was happening uh, on the ice so uh cool thing uh post a picture thanks to the saint paul curling club uh for for having the vegas golden knights out there today uh just a really neat uh, experience that uh not not a lot of the players had done before and uh and i guarantee you uh uh won't forget it. Uh, I don't know how many of them will curl again, but uh, but they they certainly had more fun than they were expecting going in. I, I compare it to bowling. You ever had a bad time bowling? I never no. have. No. Like it's just I, I wouldn't want to bowl every day, oh, but every on. time I go, I have fun. And and curling's the the same way. I'll tell you this, Darren. Bowling I just want to is see Chapman awesome. out there with his Roomba sweeping. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Bowling is always a good time. You should want to bowl all the time because it's it's a game yeah. that that you just you get better at as the night goes on. And and I'm telling you right now, like you and I, we should go out bowling. Chapman, uh, he can come too, and it'll be a blast. Why do you say that? Like like I'm not wanted. No, no, no! You can come too. Oh yeah, yeah, Chapman. By the way, you could come too. What? What? what what's the problem? <laughs> I invited you. I know. No, 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 that didn't. That didn't sound wanted. Yeah, that, yeah. Th- that that sounded like we're, we're going to accept him if he comes along. No, no, no! Chapman can come too. There's nothing wrong with that. You know. You know what's funny about bowling? I'm either really, really good yeah, or you didn't I'm say it. terrible at it. Yeah. Like there's no in the middle. Like there's times I struggle to break a hundred, and then there's times I'll bowl like one ninety, and I'm like, oh, great. Wait, hold on, hold on. Sounds like golf. You, <laughs> you're you, really good. You, you either you're hit really 190 bad. or you're you're bad. Oh, there's no in the middle. There's yeah. no in between for there, you. There, there's no like 165 or yeah. 170. It's either like I'm, I've like, never broken bad? 200. What's you, bad. You know what? You know what my issue is, Chapman. What's that? 
I can't hit a strike to save my life. Oh, I'm, I'm like, the worst it's, at it's that. Always, it's always nine pins. Yes. Every single time. Yes, nine pin, I've got spare. a one-pin curse every single time, and I'm terrible at picking up a spare. Yeah. that's Dude, we have, like, the same game. Yep. It's not very good. No. Have you guys uh, seen the new style of, of bowling where they, they basically throw it with two hands? They do the big... Spinner. Yeah, cheater, uh, cheater bowling. Yeah, that's throw. cheating. It's, it's yeah. much yeah. different cheater than the old. Yep. They take it way back and and bowl it. I can't do the new style. T can you curve the ball with one hand? Not really. Oh, yeah, I, can I, can't. I can curve it, but uh, but I have to do it with like a twist of the the, the wrist. Yeah, I'm oh, so wow. afraid I'll break but my not wrist. The way that I, cause I was watching bowling the other night. Uh, we were out for dinner, and and it, it was it was it was awesome. But they, the way they throw it now is just uh, it's just crazy. Let's take a break. Well, let's come back with uh, with our game summary, our game rating from last night. I'm not sure, but I think we might be in for a clean sweep in this one and then uh, just a little bit more of the breakdown from what happened last night in detail because there was a lot of performances that uh, were overshadowed by Carrier's brilliant performance uh, and uh, the uh, emergence of, of that top line. So it's the VGK Insider Show from the Oyo Hotel and Casino in Vegas and the St. Paul Hotel in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Coming up, victory by the Vegas Golden Knights in Nashville, the road trip. Six gamers stretched over the All-Star break will conclude in St. Paul, Minnesota tomorrow night. And there's a lot of optimism around this team as they really did do a good job of turning the page, hitting that reset button, whatever phrase you want to settle in on. The Golden Knights did it. And was it the fact that Mark Stone won't be back? He had the surgery and they know that. Uh, they would obviously love Mark Stone back. But uh, having that uh, bit of certainty uh, in what the status is of Mark Stone, I think there's an influencing factor on the Vegas Golden Knights being able to uh, just uh, separate themselves from looking over the shoulder and waiting for the captain to return and, and save the season. Is it uh, Zach Whitecloud being in the lineup and having your top six defenseman? Is it the emergence of this number one line or is there a bit of everything coming together Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace who's at the Oil Hotel and Casino uh, in uh, Vegas I'm in the St. Paul Hotel in St. Paul Minnesota part of the Twin Cities where the Golden Knights will face the Wild tomorrow night uh, scheduling cork really sets up well for Vegas to try and sweep this road trip now we'll get into that in just a little bit but uh, if there's three factors and i'll include chapman in this conversation because i really like chris chapman i would never just uh, say <laughs> hey you're an extra be part of the extras uh come bowling with us uh, you're, never you're, said you're that part before. of the show uh three factors that you take away from last night that's impressive what would be your three factors ryan Number one, I thought the Golden Knights defended incredibly well. And, you know, Aiden Hill had to make some big saves for sure. And maybe the shots on goal were a bit deceiving, but I thought the Golden Knights did a really good job of, of getting in front of pucks and getting out of their own zones. There weren't a, a ton of moments where they were, were hemmed in and, and dealing with waves and waves of pressure. That, number one for me, uh, was, was what I wanted to see and they, they passed with flying colors there. Uh, two, uh, the big factor for me is is 28, 20, and 8. 
right? Like, you've got Will Carey, Chandler Stevenson, and Phil Kessel, each guy with a goal and an assist. They were really clicking. That line did a great job, especially in transition. Um, I like to see the fact that they were getting rewarded and Chandler Stevenson gets on the board with a goal, has a multi-point game. That's important. That's big. Um, and, and then from there, um, I love the response. I know that you want the first goal of the game. I, I feel like the Golden Knights probably should have gotten the first goal of the game. It didn't break that way, but they didn't change much. They just went right back. They just played their game, and within 90 seconds, they had tied it up. Within two minutes, they had taken a lead. Uh, that resiliency early on was a big, big factor in why they were able to win. Chapman. Well, response was going to be one of mine, so so I'll just echo that. I thought the response, look, yeah, obviously, like Ryan said, you want to get that first goal, but when you don't, they didn't beat themselves up. They didn't go out, and as something Bruce has said multiple times this year, they didn't try to win the game on the next shift. They were patient, and it paid off really quickly for them. Uh, the next thing, I'm going to say a healthy blue line makes a massive difference with this team, and it's no knock on, on, on the guys who've came in. But Zach Whitecloud, Shea Theodore inserted back in the lineup. I think that makes a huge, huge difference for this team. And they're fully healthy, minus Mark Stone. I think hopefully that's a positive going forward. And I'll, I'll throw the Bruce Cassidy factor in there because he's shown multiple times he's not afraid to tinker with things until he gets it right. And Ryan mentioned that third line, but but just some of the decisions he makes as far as putting certain guys together, where he puts them, when he makes these changes... I think that makes a big difference. The fact that he's not afraid to change things up if he needs to to try to get things going. Uh, encouraging all across the board last night. Uh, really good stuff from the Carrier-Stevenson uh, line with Phil Kessel. Uh, loved what Riley Smith. I, I thought Riley Smith uh, uh, could have walked out of there with three goals. Uh, mm-hmm. Could have walked out of there with a four-point night. Uh, the way that he was all around the net. Uh, Matteo was was really influential from the very start. Loved William Carlson's game. And uh, on the back end, uh, the minutes were balanced, incredibly balanced, uh, with those uh, those six defensemen able to go and uh, comfortable pairings uh, was, was incredible. Uh, Aiden Hill being able to lock that game down and make it uh, and keep it a 5-1 game uh, is is. Different than it becoming, uh, I talked to somebody within the organization today, and uh, and they told me, is, is different than it becoming a 5-3 game in which you're happy with the progress, but you can still be better. Uh, being able to walk out of the rink last night by scoring five unanswered goals and having your goaltender uh, secure a, 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 a easy win, an enjoyable win, uh, the way he did, and uh, not not get it to, to be... Five three, mentally was it was a was a big uh, big part of of the end result uh, last night uh, for for Aiden Hill, who I, I think has played really good uh, since since was uh, pulled for the first time this year. He's come back and been really strong in, in goal and uh, may give him the option to have uh, a bit of a tandem going forward. But uh, Jack Eichel, uh, I'm, I'm going to point to him and his play last night another night where a lot of shots a lot of good looks uh in and around the net uh skated with the puck uh i i thought more confidently last night was uh looked like he'd shed some of uh what uh, was bothering a lot of these players uh just uh 
frustration going into the break. So uh, from 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 top to bottom, I, I think you can be really encouraged uh, about uh, what you saw last night. But my, my three things were the line, Aiden Hill in in a, in a game that they won easily, but he made sure they won it easily. Uh, and then the encouraging sign uh, of Jack Eichel. I loved what I saw uh, last night. So we'll have our game rating in hour number two. But up next, we're going to check in with the uh, Las Vegas uh, Neuropathy Pain Center as we have our VGK Insider Show Injury Report on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. One-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League coming up in hour number two. We also got our game rating, the Vegas Golden Knights' dominant performance over the Nashville Predators last night. That's coming at you. But right now from St. Paul, Minnesota, where I'm uh, getting ready for the Minnesota Wild and the Vegas Golden Knights, wrapping up the six-game road trip uh, tomorrow night. And at the Oil Hotel and Casino, it's Ryan Wallace. Uh, nice to bring in uh, Dr. Steve Shaw with the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? We're doing very good. It's the NHL Injury Report, and uh, we're dealing with some spinal pain as our topic of the week. Uh, how prevalent is it? How many people deal with spinal pain? Well, on our side of the fence, it's daily, uh, probably about 50 patients a day. Uh, it's actually, the number one reason people work, uh, miss work in America is lower back pain. So what are, what are some of the major causes of it? Well, I, from an acute standpoint, normally injury, weekend warrior type stuff. Uh, people don't uh, stretch or condition well enough, and they're impervious to the effects of physics. But uh, probably the chronic stuff is uh, more geared toward compressive forces of the spine, causing those discs or little shock absorbers in between your uh, vertebral bones to bulge out and hit those nerves. Very, very painful. So from a, just kind of like a, a conditioning standpoint, like what, what should people be doing um, to prevent some of those things just kind of holistically? Well, in, that's the key word is preventative is, uh, you know, obviously if you're going to lift something, either go get help or do it properly and know your limits, of course. Uh, but from an athletic standpoint, uh, this is why athletes uh, will re- routinely go through a warm-up, stretching, calisthenics, uh, isometric uh, exercises just to make sure they improve the kinesiology uh, or, or their or their movement around their core muscles of the spine, so that when they do perform, they're less likely to to injure themselves. What kind of uh, treatments uh, can you do and perform on people? Well, of course, for the acute stuff, meaning the injury, we uh, first thing you want to do is control the inflammatory process. So no matter whether it's your knee, your ankle, your spine, there's always going to be an element of swelling. So on Dr. Odell's end of the park, that's where he recommends uh, uh, pharmaceuticals. He's got injection therapy. But from a therapy standpoint or a chiropractic standpoint, uh, it's manipulation of the spine to, to free up nerve impingement, uh, to take away the pain, and, and essentially improve the function or the mobility of your spine. What's the timeline look like from, you know, kind of onset of issues to the rehab process and, and finding your way through to the other side where maybe it's, it's, it's manageable or you're, you're back to normal? Well, for example, we treat a lot of auto accidents, so that's an acute injury. And those typically take uh, anywhere from 8 to 12 weeks of constant repetitive therapy with a slow weaning off in frequency as the patient starts to show signs of improvement. 
Um, from a, a chronic standpoint, meaning if you have a disc bulge or uh, some disc herniation that will flare up every now and then, um, I, I, we, we here uh, at Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas, we do a lot of spinal decompression therapy. And uh, that normally after about a 10 treatment regimen, we have folks back on their feet uh, doing their normal day-to-day activities, uh, returning back to work within a matter of, of a week to 10 days. How do people get in touch with you if they're dealing with pain like this? Uh, well, the, uh, the website, of course, uh, Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. And uh, you can call, call the phone number. To be honest with you, I don't, I don't have the phone number on me. Embarrassing, but I don't, I don't know it. I don't, I don't ever need to call it. We'll, we'll find it. We'll get it out to the people. If, uh, <laughs> if you're suffering from pain, uh, reach out to us or uh, the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. And uh, Dr. Uh, Steve Shaw and uh, Dr. Odell will take care of you. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Thank you, guys. There's uh, Dr. Steve Shaw. If you're dealing with the likes of spinal pain or knee pain, we've talked uh, hip pain in the past, shoulder pain, uh, they are uh, really well-suited to be able to make you and your life a lot more comfortable. Game rating, the Golden Knights with five unanswered goals and break out offensively last night. A couple of uh, really cool statistical comparisons to the previous few games to what happened last night. It's all coming up on hour number two of the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.